One more time, I'm Trin. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm grateful to be here with you today. I'm also a mom of four. I have uh, four very small children. The youngest is three months, and then a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and my oldest turned six this week. So I want to say happy birthday to Jadwin Troy. And um, as a mom, and now I, I want to be really careful because we're not just going to be speaking to moms today, but I want to acknowledge the moms in the room. As a mom, I have this one thought that's usually running through my head most of the day, and maybe some of you can relate. The thought is, I, I got to get it together. I got, can anybody like identify with, I got to get it together, right? Um, and so what happens is I will usually see other people that have the appearance of getting it together and it makes me very much feel like, okay, Pastor Veronica has uh, two boys and she always has them in these adorable uh, coordinated outfits, okay? Now my children, my son today decided to wear athletic shorts uh, in one color and a hat in a color that is not the same color. Um, and she's got, she's got these perfect family photos with these coordinates. I just, I'm like, I gotta get it together. Some of you are home cooking meals every single day night. I don't know how you do it. I served hot dogs to my children last night. And you're like, well, everybody has a bad day every once in a while, Trin. No, I planned, that was my plan. <laughs> I put it on the menu, on the fridge. I was like, family, it is my intention to serve you hot dogs for not the first time this week. Okay. And so I see like, you know, you're, you're like, oh, my mom makes the best, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I got to get it together. Right. This week, we, <laughs> here, here's what I need to tell you about being a, a, the girl on the pastoral team is um, for some reason, they all think that I can decorate. And so this week you might notice uh, those of you that are here today, when you walked in that the lobby looked a little bare. That's because we were supposed to redecorate this week uh, to get ready for Mother's Day, and I just dropped the ball on it because uh, I can't get it together. I'm not a decorator. This is not my job. I can't figure it out. I was like, I don't know, tape something to the wall. And so it didn't get done. And so we're starting a new ministry, and this is not even a joke. At New Life Church, I got to tell you, I can't be the one to decorate anymore. The photo station, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. Take a picture with your mom, make her the centerpiece, but we're starting a new ministry here. It's for those of you that have an eye for decorating. I'm not even kidding you. We can call it the glam squad if you want, but if you would like to sign up for that, you have an eye for decor. I do not, and we need somebody else to do this because I just can't get it together. I cannot get it together. And so it will inevitably lead to me having this like screaming, crying, snotting meltdown with my husband. And this long suffering man will be trying to help me. And I'll be like, I just got to get it together. And he'll be like, get what together? And I'm like, it. <laughs> we don't even know what we're trying to do, right? We just know that it doesn't feel right. And we have got to get it together. I want to hear from you. I really do. I want to know when you think to yourself, I've got to get it together. What, are, what does that look like? Now, not all at once now. Come on. What, seriously, what are you thinking? Eating right. E eating right? Okay, yeah. I was going to say a lot less faster. I feel like a really bad person. Yeah. Less, but I mean, McDonald's is right there. They'll cook it for you. I tell my kids all the time, we have a personal chef. He's a clown. Like, just... <laughs> what else? What, when you think, I got to get it together. 
Decluttering, come on, why do we have all this stuff? Get rid of the kids and maybe the stuff will go with them. What else? What, I gotta get it together. Uh-oh. Are you trying to make me cry? Laundry, come on now, we gotta get it together. Here, here is what I want to know. Moms or not, how many of you would say today that you would like to know how to get it together? Get it together. Here's, I have a simple three-step formula for you today to get it together. And for the very low price of doing all of my family's laundry, I will give you the formula. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. I'm going to give you the formula. You ready? Three steps. Here we go. Stop trying to get it together. Get it together. And then get it together. Some of you are like, are you having a stroke? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> I promise you, we're going to figure this out together. Step one, you're going to need your Bibles today. You're going to need your Bibles at church. You're, you're going to need your Bibles at church. I hope you brought your Bible. This is my paper Bible. You can use a device Bible if you want to. It's up on the screen, but if you don't have a Bible, it would be my honor to get you one. So please come talk to me after the gathering, but we should be reading our Bibles and we should be doing it more than just Sunday morning. So you're going to need your Bible today and you're going to be turning first to the book of 2 Corinthians. First step, stop trying to get it together. Stop. You can't get it together. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 Verses 9 and 10. I want to read to you from my Bible today. Verses 9 and 10. But he said to me, this is Paul talking about Jesus. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Stop trying to get it together. You will never be able to get it all together, but God can. Amen. Step two, you've got to get it together. You've got to get it together. Turn to the gospel of Matthew in your Bible. It's at the beginning of the New Testament. The gospel of Matthew chapter 11. These are the words of Jesus here in verse 28 and 29 and 30. It says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many of y'all mamas tired in here today? He says, he says, you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. To get it together, we've got to get it all together. And we've got to put it at the foot of the cross and say, God, I cannot do this by myself, but I know that you can. And then finally, we've got to get it together. Turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. See, this is real life, people. You just keep flipping and flipping. Eventually you find 
Hebrews, James, first and second, Pete. Thank you. Hebrews chapter 10. I want to read to you from my Bible today. Verse 24 and 25 says this. And let us consider, this is talking about Christians. This is talking about the church. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. I am always amazed in the ministry when I encourage people to come to church when I encourage people to come to the gathering of believers, the amount of people that tell me some version of, yeah, I'll come to church. I just got to get it together first. I just got to, I got to get my house in order first. I got to, I got to get some stuff figured out first. I got to get through this season first. I got to get my, my projects finished first. I got to get something figured out first. And, and then I'll come to church. Friend, you will always be a mess without Jesus. You weren't created to do life without him. Psalm 139 says you were knit together in your mother's womb. That's not just your body, that's your very soul. You were created, you were, by the hand of Almighty God. And when he created you, it was with the intention that you would be in relationship with God and in relationship with his people. So if you are not in relationship with God and you are not in relationship with his people, life will never, ever, ever work. Try me on it. You can't do it unless you get it together. We have to work together. And I can tell you this. It's different when you're not here. There's something missing when you're not, and I'm not just talking about attending on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. I'm talking about you engaging with the body of Christ, being a part of what God does. You were created uniquely with a very unique set of skills, a background, a platform, all kinds of things that make you uniquely you. And our church is uniquely what it is when you are a part of it. We need you here and you need to be here. And so that's how we get it together. We stop trying to get it together. We get it together and then we get it together. And, and I think that you might be asking this morning, Trin, I am, it's so far gone, like I don't even know how it's gonna look like when it is together. What does that even look like? I'm so glad you asked. Because this morning I feel compelled to give you a little testimony. Can I, can I do that this morning? Something, something that happened to me this week. And, and I, can I tell you just a real truth? Can I tell you ladies just a real truth this morning? I usually have to tell stories that make me look stupid because I don't want to make you feel bad. But I'm really proud of what God is doing in my life, just like I'm proud of what God is doing in yours. And my success does not detract from your success. It encourages your success. And so please don't listen to this story from the lens of, oh, I got to get it together. But hear what God is doing in my life and be encouraged that he can do the same and more in your own. So this week, I had a long week. Anybody else have a long week? Now, I believe in speaking life over ourselves, but I also believe the truth will set you free. And the truth is about 9.45 on Monday morning, I was going, this is a long week. 
there was just so much going on. I can't even tell you, I'm not kidding. If you want to join the glam squad, I will give you whatever you want because the, the weight of knowing that there needed to be decorating done this week was weighing so heavily on me. It's just not my thing. And I had a lot to do just like you did. We all have a lot to do. There was a lot to do. I, one of the stupid things I did was I put together a grocery order. Uh, grocery pickup, they say it's supposed to make your life so convenient. I think that's a crock. Because I'm glad that I don't have to go to the store, but instead I have to do the grocery order on my phone with children crawling all over me and people screaming and my phone keeps giving me text messages. It's not easier. I'm just going to start going to the store because it's not easier. But I had arranged for a grocery pickup. I had done a whole bunch of stuff. Tuesday afternoon. It's already a long week. I'm done. And uh, one thing that I'm so grateful that we do, my husband and I, uh, is every every week we take a date night. Um, and it sounds very fancy. Usually it's a hot dog in the Costco cafeteria, and then we walk around and look at all the things we can't afford. It's a lot of fun, uh, but we do it. It's, it's the thought that counts. It's the spirit of the matter. We go on a weekly date night, and this week my beautiful parents were going to take the kids. And so I'm packing a bag to send my kids to my parents on Tuesday evening. And I go to grab some formula because our daughter, our youngest daughter, needed something to eat. She's uh, four months old while she was there. Um, and I got into the uh, formula and there was none left. There was an empty can in the, the cupboard. And uh, that might not, if you've not formula fed a baby or you've not done it for a long time, that might sound like a big deal, but formula costs about as much as uh, college tuition. We sat the baby down. We said, do you want to go to college or do you want to eat for the first year of your life? And through a series of questions, we figured out she wanted to eat. And so um, <laughs> what I had done was I had added formula to the grocery order, but uh, it was not going to come in for another two days. And I had already paid for it. So here's where we're at. I had already spent my life savings on the formula. There was no more money to go just buy some more formula. There was no time. My parents were coming to get the baby in like two minutes. And I was enraged. And then my husband came in uh, with the mail and set it down on the counter, and I had a moment. He was in my crosshairs. <laughs> Have you ever had crosshairs before? Have you ever been in the crosshairs? Don't look at your mom! And, and I've just got to tell you, to be really real with you, we're real at New Life Church, okay? My first instinct, and this would not be my first time doing this, was to go absolutely berserk, all right? Some of you are sweating right now just thinking about it. I wanted to rage at my husband who had not told me that we were getting low on baby formula. I wanted to yell at the children who all had very specific questions to ask me at that very moment. I wanted to go cry and have a panic attack because I had no money and no time and no way to feed this baby. And then I stopped. And here's the miracle. And I really want you to hear this because it was a miracle. We've been working on getting it together at my house. For a long time and in a series of ways, we've been working on getting it together in a few ways. My husband and I have been getting it together. We've been working on our marriage. We've been working on communication. We've been seeking godly counsel 
repenting to each other for how we've mistreated each other in the past and learning new healthy ways of confrontation and dealing with problems. And so when I realized that this had happened, as much as I wanted to put all the blame for every bad thing that had ever happened at my husband's feet, I was able to stop. And I was able to approach him calmly and tell him that I would have appreciated knowing that we were low on formula. As it turns out, it wasn't his fault. The babysitter had used the last of it, but because I had not bitten his head off, he had it firmly on his shoulders to tell me that he would love to help me in the future figure out a way where we could keep formula on hand. I have also been working hard in my own heart to stop trying to get it together. My first instinct as a recovering perfectionist was to call the entire week an utter failure because I did not anticipate this need for my family and fulfill it before it ever became a need. I have extremely unrealistic expectations of myself that I be the savior for my family, but I am not. And so in a calm moment, I was able to expect and accept that I was not responsible for every single detail of my family's existence and learn from this situation. And finally, my family has been getting it together. This has been a really tough season for our family. Sometimes it feels like there's more need than there is provision. Like there's more month at the end of the money. And sometimes it's a little bit scary to try and figure out how we're gonna care for our family in this really difficult season. But as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. And that includes trusting him for every single little thing we need. So we've been bringing our tithe, counting the cost, and trying to be wise with our blessings. And I knew that God was going to provide for us. And so all of those things converged in this one moment that doesn't sound like a big deal, but to me it was. And I stood there at the kitchen counter with tears in my eyes and said, God, I don't know what we're going to do. And I looked down and as sure as I am standing here today, where my husband had put the mail down on the counter was a box. See, we had a baby four months ago, and a few months before that, we signed up for a registry because a few wonderful people wanted to bless us with gifts. And I guess when we signed up for that registry, we got signed up for some other things. And so this company had decided to send us some samples and, and I guess they didn't send it for whatever reason when the baby was born, but four months later, we received a box in the mail that was sitting on my counter. And we opened up that box to discover two large cans of the exact brand of formula that we have been using for our daughter. You ever just laugh? Just God? Uh, and look, I want you to know that this story could have ended so many other ways, okay? It, it could have ended with God giving us the funds. It, it could have ended us with us making a sacrifice to be able to afford what we needed. It, it could have ended up with me keeping my baby with me so that I could feed her or God giving me the wisdom to go borrow from somebody that had something. The point isn't the exact way that God provided. What I want you to understand today is that we didn't earn that blessing. 
You don't earn blessings from the hand of God, no matter how big or how small. But we have been working hard to get it together. And in that moment, that hard work came together to allow us to see the blessing of God in a way that we would not have been able to see that blessing if we had been too concerned with our own thoughts and feelings and issues around all of that. Does that make sense this morning? Look, I think the question that God is asking us this morning, because we've all admitted that we want to get it together. I think the question is this, why do you want to get it together? And I'd like you to look deep into yourself as we kind of wrap up today and ask yourself, why do I want to get it together? If our goal is to get it together so that people are impressed, if our goal is to get it together so that we look good to the world around us, if our goal is to get it together so that we don't need God anymore, why would God help us with that? 1 John 2, I'm going to read it from my notes this morning. It says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. We weren't created to look good in this world. And we weren't created to do work for this world. We were created to do good works in the world for God. Ephesians 2, 10, for we are God's handiwork. This is every single one of us. Remember, we were knit together in our mother's womb. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Do you know why your heart cries out for order, for purpose, for success, for victory? It's not because you're a terrible person. It's because you were created for those things. But we are fighting an enemy an enemy that comes to steal and kill and destroy. And what was that enemy's sin? It was pride. It was the desire to have the attention and the glory on himself instead of celebrating what he could do for God. And now this enemy wants to pull us away from God's best, warp our sense of purpose into something selfish. Don't let him do this in your life. You're not providing for your family so your family will worship you. You're providing for your family so your family will worship God. You're not taking care of the people around you so that those people will need you. You're caring for people so that you can be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Galatians 6, 4, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to somebody else. You might be saying, I thought we weren't supposed to be prideful. We're not supposed to be prideful, but we're absolutely supposed to take pride in what God has given us to do. We are proud when we have a victory. I'm proud of the victory that I had this week. 
I'm proud of what I've allowed God to do in my life. I'm proud that my children saw me stand on faith this week. I'm proud that I was able to share with the people that I ran into on the rest of the week about what God has done in my life. You can be proud when you raise great kids, when you love your spouse well, when you work hard at your job, when you keep your home well, when you overcome an addiction, when you learn a new skill, when you create a good habit or you break a bad one, don't look for fulfillment in people seeing you do those things. Be proud of what God is doing in you and through you and be proud that God is proud of you. That is where our fulfillment comes from. So in our last few moments together, I'm gonna ask you wherever you're at to bow your head and close your eyes this morning because this is an intensely personal moment where we respond to what God is speaking to us. I have three questions for you today. And I don't believe they'll all apply to everyone, but I do believe God has at least one question for you. The first one is this, do you need to get it together? Have you been trying to impress people trying to do everything perfectly, trying to keep the plates spinning, trying, trying, trying. Are you exhausted and defeated and at your wit's end? Do you wake up tired? Is it time for you to get it together and put it all at the feet of Jesus? See, maybe you've already said yes to Jesus. You're a Christian, but you've still been trying to operate in your own strength. And today, the call is for you to surrender. If that's you in just a moment when the music plays, I'm gonna encourage you to make a list, to take out a piece of paper, take one from the seat pocket around you, use your device, write in your notebook, I'm gonna ask you to make a list of all the things you've been trying to do by yourself so that you can surrender that list to God. But maybe that's not you today. Maybe the second question is that you, are you someone that needs to get it together? Maybe you trust God, but you haven't been in real fellowship with other believers. Maybe that's from a, a place of fear, fear of rejection or fear of vulnerability. Maybe you had a genuine misunderstanding about what church is. You really thought you had to have it all together before you engaged with relationship at church. Or maybe you're coming from a place of pride. I don't need anybody else. But if you aren't in relationship, you aren't involved you aren't leaning on other people and allowing them to lean on you, then I'm gonna encourage you to take a very vulnerable step today. And when the music plays, I'm gonna encourage you to reach for a connect card. You say, I already filled one out. That's fine, fill out another one. And I just want you to write your name on it and put the word connect. And I'm going to contact you this week and let you know how you can connect, help you figure out how you can connect. I'm not trying to rope you into something. 
I want to be a helper to you, help you connect with the church. But, but maybe that's not you either. So the last question I believe God is asking you today is, are you someone who needs to stop trying to get it together? Have you been trying to do life without Jesus? Have you been resisting Him? Have you not said yes to Him yet? Or did you say yes to Him once and then you walked away? Is it time for you to give your life to Jesus? Because that's all He asks. All of you and nothing less. It's what you were created for. And life without Jesus is no life at all. And you've heard the truth today that saying yes to Jesus is saying no to pride and self, but it's also saying yes to community, to family, and to God's best for you. And so if that's you today, then I'm gonna encourage you to do two things. In just a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer and I'm gonna encourage you to pray that prayer with me. And then after you've prayed that prayer, you're gonna take a connect card, write your name on it, and just write the word yes. And I will contact you this week to pray with you, to encourage you, and to help you identify the next step in your walk with Jesus. So the music's gonna play for just a moment. I'm gonna say a little prayer and then I'm just gonna take a moment. Maybe you're someone that needs to make a list of all the things that you've been trying to do on your own strength. Maybe you're someone that needs to take a real step today and write connect on that card. And maybe you're someone that needs to say yes to Jesus. Whatever your response is today, there's nothing standing between you and taking that step. Heavenly Father, Forgive all my sins. Make me new. Jesus, save me. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you always. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for my new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a moment reach for a pen or your device or whatever you need and respond in the way that God would have you respond today.
you have searched me. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for the darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. God, thank you for what you've done here. Thank you that we can trust you with the very most vulnerable parts of ourselves because you created those, because you love us. Help us to get it together, but only in a way that pleases you and only for your glory. God, I ask that you bless my brothers and my sisters. May your favor be on them and a thousand generations. May your presence go before them and beside them and behind them. God, may they know your will, your way, and your voice. And may they always walk in your love. Thank you, Father, for this Mother's Day and all that it means to us. And thank you for our moms. Bless them in a special way today. Equip them, encourage them, and lead them as they lead their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you're here in the room with me today, I'm gonna ask you to hang out for another five minutes or so. Uh, we're about to dismiss the live stream. We're gonna do a raffle drawing for you. Um, but also I'd like to bless you before we dismiss you today. May God bless you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you may abound in every good work. Praise God.